Life is a video game, and I am a demon slayer. I choose God mode over normal mode every time. That's real life. People keep telling me life is not a video game, that life is random. It's unpredictable. I say exactly, which is why I've made up my own game, NeverQuest. Non-linear stories, multiple endings, no load times. Now that is real life. It's the truth, because around every corner there could be a three-headed Zoltan warrior waiting to crush your soul and take all your power points. You must proceed with caution, because Two Edge has captured Dakbar, and the Gotongs are asking, where were the demon slayers? This is real life, my friends. The trolls have tasted blood. Fear is in the air. You see, it's all about superpowers, and if you have the opportunity, choose yours wisely. Some superpowers are really good, some are bad, and some are just worthless. Here are examples. Having the ability to make blood spurt out of your eyes? Who cares? Oh yeah, it's a superpower. But what good is it going to do you? Unless you're out in Los Angeles trying to impress the latest king and queen of the Hollywood goth prom. Although this current fixation of all things vampire and blood might excite the Twilight groupies. The power to find Sting on the radio at any time? Sure, that's a superpower. Especially opposed to the ability to find Coldplay on the radio, which is not a superpower, that is a curse. And I like Coldplay. Being able to shapeshift? Very hip, very hot, very happening. Unless you shapeshift into Justin Bieber, and then you might as well just move to Northern Ontario. There are people who have odd superpowers. Like the one that gives you bad luck all the time, but you never die. A daily double superpower. Bad luck slash never die. Ow! Combine that with mundane superpowers like hourly dandruff, and now you've got a trifecta of anti-superpowerness. I, as some might know, have a vague superpower known as ventriloquism. The positive is I've chosen to use my power for good as opposed to some who've gone the root of all evil, which is to say bad ventriloquism. You know it, you've seen it. I'll spare you the details. Why is ventriloquism a superpower, you ask? Well, I've stopped crimes. For example, I saw a kid, he was about 15. He was wearing his Central High School burger flippers letter jacket. He was in a gas station mart and he stole a pack of gum, ran out the door thinking, ah, ha, ha. Well, thinking quickly, I threw my voice to his side and said, stop, thief, or I shoot. The kid was so stunned that someone actually said something to him about stealing things. He halted right there. He looked around for someone who said that, and of course, there was nobody. But the clerk behind the counter ran out and grabbed the kid. Crime stopper? Oh, I think so. More important, there was the bank robbery I stopped. It took place at the 7th, 13th, 11th, 9th, 1st Bank in North Dakota. I had stopped in to cash a small paycheck from a gig where I'd been booed off the stage. It was a birthday party. When a man walked in with a ski mask, not that everyone in the bank wasn't wearing a ski mask. This was North Dakota, after all, in June, so ski masks were de rigueur. But he was holding a satchel, just the kind you might put to a bank teller's cash drawer to fill in. So I wasn't surprised when he got to the counter, gave the teller a note, and she began to softly cry and hand over bills as fast as her little hands could move. Again, my brain booted into superpower mode. I threw my voice 
This time into the criminal satchel. Ouch! Hey, watch it! I made the satchel talk. The robber stopped. The clerk was still handing him money, still crying. But he put his palm up to her in the talk-to-the-hand position that was so popular about ten years ago. I made his hand talk. Talk to the hand. She was taken aback. Like I said, it was a ten-year-old joke. Nobody cares. She couldn't believe she heard it. I continued. Now my voice was emanating from the satchel. Hey, you gotta stop shoving us in here like that. Washington's getting squashed. How come there aren't any Jeffersons in here? What, you only accept us Lincolns? The robber started looking around. The clerk spoke up. What are you doing? She did kind of a stage whisper. The thief, looking around the bank, said, Oh, the money is talking. Now the clerk stopped crying. She stared at him. I kept going. I know she's got some bennies back there, man. Seriously, tell her to hand over the Benjamins. The poor guy, he had no idea he was dealing with a superpower beyond his control. Uh, the money says you have Benjamins? $100 bills back there? His voice began to crack under the pressure. Tell her Lincoln told you to say that. My thrown voice shouted from inside the satchel. The clerk laughed. I just heard that, she said. How did you do that? Are you a ventriloquist? A ventriloquist criminal? Now it was my turn. All ventriloquists are criminals, I shouted, just as the police raced into the lobby and looked around. Which one of you people, the scheme asks, is the robber? Shouted one of the officers. Again, on top of my gang. I threw my voice directly into the mouth of the bank robber. I'm right here. Please put me out of my misery. And to top off the event, he threw the satchel to the teller, dropped to his knees, and put his hand behind his back. Both of them. I couldn't help myself, so I made him say, I'm such a loser. Please arrest me. Throw me in jail and get me a puppet. So that's my superpower. More next time. Oh, it's not the greatest, like flying or x-ray vision. But it's a lot better than other superpowers. Like the guy who can turn himself inside out. Oh, sure. He gets a lot of work at med schools. But other than that, what's the point? See you next time.